This is Disruptive Consciousness with Leanne Juliet, where truth is medicine, where freedom is the revolution, and disruption is the currency. Join me in my pioneering mission to disrupt consciousness. Allow me to breathe the life back into you, to fuel you, to light the fire within you, to be the catalyst for your own revolutionary transformation, to burn down whatever doesn't serve you, to awaken, activate, and accelerate you as we transcend reality together, journeying into the depths of our psyche, into the hidden realms and the unknown, into the multiverse and beyond, accessing our multidimensional selves and higher consciousness, Becoming our highest frequency. Disrupting consciousness. Dismantling illusion. And activating the frequency for pioneering healing. To create massive waves of freedom for ourselves. To be the creators of our own reality. To be the alchemists of our own vision. And the seekers of freedom. As we disconnect from the illusion. And tap into our highest frequency of divine truth disruptive consciousness where truth is medicine freedom is the revolution and disruption is the currency disruptive consciousness is a pioneering movement and a mystery school in service to seekers of freedom truth and self-evolution created by myself leanne juliet shamanic high priestess priestess of the dark feminine disruptor catalyst galactic channel, teacher, visionary, medicine woman of the ancient future, and pioneering healer. I am honored to be your catalyst, to be the spark that lights the fire within you, to create a tsunami effect of freedom within you, and activate your own revolutionary transformation. Join the disruptive consciousness revolution. Come journey into the multiverse and beyond with us into the darkness and into the cosmos. Be the frequency, disruptive consciousness. Welcome to Disruptive Consciousness with myself, Leanne Juliet. Disruptive Consciousness is where truth is medicine, where freedom is the revolution and disruption is the currency. So I am super, super, super excited to have my first interview on Disruptive Consciousness. This is something that I've been envisioning for a couple of years now is just bringing interviews with really cool people with different perspectives and disruptive nature to disruptive consciousness. So I am joined by Alashina Jaguar Lightning. Mm -hmm. I say Jaguar because I'm in Britain, but I am saying Jaguar because that's how you say it. I'm you can keep saying it just like Jaguar. that. Jaguar. It doesn't sound yeah. as sexy, does it, when I say Jaguar? It sounds more Oh, no, to me Jaguar. it does. No, no does to it? Me it does. Oh, right, I'll say Jaguar. Oh, how about, I'll, I'll say it now. Jaguar. <laughs> that sounds Jaguar. really sexy. It does, it does, yeah. But Alashina, so I'm joined here by Alashina. Yeah. Uh, to discuss a few disruptive topics, but I just want to give like I want to give a disclaimer because the nature of disruptive consciousness is that it is disruptive. If you are easily triggered, if you are easily offended, then disruptive consciousness is not 
for you. So you might as well just click off. This message and the way that disruptive consciousness is coming to the world is to just is to disrupt the psyche and create massive waves of fucking freedom in your life across all all areas of your life through the method of disruption. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to be discussing about today is Alishina is a, a sonic shame. I say shaman. It's yeah. like yeah. a sonic shaman, a sonic shaman and creator of a voice ascension, voice V-O-Y-C-E, his brand. Mm -hmm. But what we're going to discuss about is his journey um, through owning his sexuality as a gay man and debunking the whole stereotypical gayness that is out there about like you know the femininity and everything so we're exactly debunking that chatting a little bit about incest as well and just and and how owning his voice and the tone of his voice has really helped him own the alpha masculine energy Ooh. which is so different oh i'm chills there which is so different to the stereotypical gay man so it is going to be triggering if you're easily offended i'm here to go into the shadows and debunk shit and disrupt shit so that's what we're gonna do so i'm excited just oh like, wait are you gonna disrupt me you're gonna call me I'm, out when i'm I will like do. I might when do. i'm in my bitchiness it might I'm be being bitchy depends. you're gonna be like drop a bomb and <laughs> yeah, yeah let me just check that this view is as i don't know how to make sure that you when it's recording, it should be all right. It should be set up. But like this... got... Yeah, I like it when it's got two. Um... Yeah, as long as you, know you... I, mean? I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. We'll wing it. That's what we say here. We wing it. So, yeah. So, like, do you want to start and just chat a little bit about, like, where where, where is this all come from? Like, obviously, your brand is around voice. And this is something yeah. like you've had to really own in yourself. <laughs> Yeah. And I suppose that's been a bit of a journey as yeah. well as you've like, you've, you've, you've dived into your depths and like figure this out. Actually, yes, I'm going to come out as gay, but actually I don't buy the stereotypical bullshit of being like, you know, the feminine gay man. I'm going to like, I'm going to go on a journey to own that alpha masculine energy. Like, do you want to mm -hmm. just expand on that? I like you telling the story right now. Yeah. So please at any time, just uh, ask a question or ask for clarification. There's, there's a lot to this and I don't want to, this is not going to be like story time with Alashina. We'll, we'll tell some stories, but the point here <laughs> is to articulate and illuminate the shift in consciousness that's actually happening and show those that have a calling to unleash their voice mm, um, that. that you need to disrupt oh. yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, you need to disrupt yourself, right? You so do. when we talk about disruption, I'll just say, um, I feel disruption has always been what I was here to do, right? Mm -hmm. But I came into a family that was Baptist. <laughs> I also came into a family of incest. My uh, ancestors, uh, I come from like West Virginia. So a lot of the stereotype of stereotypical stuff is really true. Um, so you can imagine. So here I am, this ginger baby with like George Washington curls that comes mm. into this blue collar family, right? Yeah. I was named Keith Edwin William Duckworth, See, like royalty. Like, Right. That was my birth name. It's Keith. It's just like, it's just my birth name. 
I know, but and it just doesn't my name sound. today is Alashina Jaguar yeah. Lightning. And we'll talk yeah. about that. And I love sharing this because this is about mythology, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm t- sharing with you my sonic mythology. Sonic means sound. So when you refer mm-hmm. to that, my work is around sound. My work is rooted in sound essentially being the origin of reality. And I'm going to blow my candle out right now because it's one of those wood burning candles, right? And so it's like going crackle, crackle, crackle in the background right. really loud. So let me <laughs> blow that out. I couldn't actually hear it, so don't worry. It's fine. Thank you. So here I was born into this family, and I grew up feeling like everyone around me was incompetent. Mm. And I I hear this a lot from people who are natural born disruptors, Mm. who who naturally have this vision Mm. or whether it's a knowing in their body, Mm. right? This is multidimensional, whether they have this knowing in their body, what truth is, what's true for them and what's true in this moment, right? They're essentially people that can see through ego, right? See through shadow. They can see through the wounded psyche. Um, And these people are are gifts, right? They're here to help us move into this new reality you can see the wave it's like okay we've woken up to the fact of what's happening with government what's going on with the elite what's going on it's like there's this huge wave awakening and here's the thing when okay we're all whether however you see reality we are live we do live in a collective organism right Mm -hmm. we live in a collective organism and when part of that organism so think of it like a family system when you have parts of the family system that are totally out of line period Exactly. You do not coddle lies. So externally, we have that happening in our world. But what I'm talking about is internally in your psyche, right? And that's the conversation. So the same thing in our psyche, when we have parts of ourselves, voices, right? And that's how I help people understand the language is voices. When we have these parts of ourselves that are essentially creating lies and creating suffering in our lives, we do not coddle that lie. That's where disruption comes in. Because when a behavior which is essentially part of the psyche, the emotional body that, that have basically they've latched onto sin, which is mm-hmm. to miss the mark. They've latched onto an illusion about themselves. They're not taking responsibility for their own suffering and creation. That's when disruption comes in mm-hmm. and disruption first and foremost has to come through the voice. Okay? Yes. So yeah. I grew up in a family that, oh wait, are we, what's our rating here? Are we allowed to, what are, what language can, can I use? You can say whatever you want. I just mark it as there's a few F-bombs in, in the okay. video. Here. Yeah. You crack on. <laughs> so I, I grew up in a family that was, uh, you know, Jesus oriented. Yeah. You know, it was very much the, the, you'll fight the flesh till the day you die. Yeah. You know, the body is a sin. Yeah. Sexuality yeah. period is a sin. Yeah. You know, we're just supposed to procreate, procreate. So I'll fast forward. I survived growing up Baptist. And then uh, I went off to like university and you know, exp- kind of went off and got into corporate. I ended up in a sales job of all things. <laughs> I was working for a fortune. Being there as well. I did sales as well, recruitment and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cause I didn't know what you like. I basically got a computer science degree. Now I, as a kid did not have the opportunity to discover the truth of who I am. Mm. Like I came out knowing and, but my, my mouth of truth was quickly silenced. And so, I feel that because I, I can relate so much to that as well, because I grew up in a very typical 
family back like middle class my dad was a police officer my mom worked for the local well we call it the council like the local government or whatever mm. but I was very shy we went on holiday and I was known as little miss shy shy because I wouldn't speak up and I just towed the line and I just went along with things for the sake of it and here I am now like five years on from my spiritual awakening where I am such a different person that that person then but I didn't have a voice back then and I just put up with shit yeah. for the sake of it because yeah. that's just what you do it's and like going back to what you said about you know when you're you're born as a disruptor I'm a strong massive believer that you know obviously we choose our circumstances and our soul contracts but we choose a perfect family that is going to catapult us forwards if we choose to use that energy so I grew up with I'm very much about polarity so I grew up in like the 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 traditional like middle class setting and I had to learn what didn't serve me and what I didn't enjoy in order to find myself so I went through like the shitty relationships and the crap jobs that brought no satisfaction and in order to disrupt who I am, I had to go through that so I could see it. So I totally agree with like going through that pattern of, you know, you go to university, you get a degree, you get, get a shit job. And then you're like, well, who am I? And you have to like undo all of that yeah. programming to like, yeah. well, find I like what you mentioned about again, the, find your voice. I like what you mentioned about the family because so uh, I do call myself a sonic, sonic shaman. And as because I work with, uh, I work with the spirit of sound. The mm. voice and sound and music musicians artists all of this it's really the artistry of sound and using sound to shift consciousness so uh the first thing i learned when i studied with my shaman this was starting back in 2008 was that your family of origin is where all your power lies mm. right and most there's there's of course there's so much stuff around in the spiritual community around how to heal and what do you do and you don't have to go into your past and all this i'm not here to debate any of that but i can tell you one of the reasons I found my path of shamanism, well, one was because I needed plant medicine to open up the depths of the horrible shit that I carried into this lifetime, right? So sexual abuse, incest, all those things. And I'll talk about in a second. Um, But when we come into quite a contrast with the family, yes, Mm -hmm. they are there. It provides you, it provides you with every opportunity you need in order to trigger and go through this process. So some call this like, you know, we're in the Kali Yuga or we're in the age of Aquarius. So we've made this transition, many different ways of looking at this transition, but the energy that's coming forward. Now you can see the patterns in this, in the energy over, over the centuries. And you can see now that the shift is coming out of what we call the age of Pisces, which is all about the mine and industry. And so we've, we've done well with that, but now it's like, okay, we're not in survival. So we can stop being in this emotional survival yeah. and we can heal the emotional survival, yeah. which is rooted in victim consciousness. Exactly. And victim consciousness is something that a lot of people don't want to touch, especially in therapy or trauma or a lot of different fields, because yeah. it is almost binary. It is almost black and white. Like victims do not exist. So mm-hmm. if you're being a victim, you're in shadow. You know, if yeah. you're being a victim, oh, yeah. you're, you're in your victim. Now, here's what I will say. <laughs> Let's let's talk about the victim. Let's do it. So let's just um, go to the shadow. Let's just let's just, just go to the shadow of the out. victim, right? And let's just yeah. call it out. So I came into an experience of a family where I had a, a very profound victim experience. Mm. Okay. So I'm 43 today. I don't oh, know. I, that, but... I didn't know it's your birthday today. Well, it's not my birthday. Just oh. today. I'm just saying in this moment. Um, oh, 
I'm just like, so okay. I, what, I got married when I was 29 to my soulmate. This is a woman so who was my best friend who I fell in love with. We like, we both love Pink Floyd, Magic Mushrooms, Shamanism, and like everything together. We, had, we were like the same Pink person. Floyd as well. yeah. <laughs> we were like the same person. But through working with shamans, through deconstructing my psyche, through saying, okay, I'm going to take these, these plant medicine and, and offer my entire psyche up for all the illusion to mm. be you know, brought to the surface. The first thing that came through, this was in 2012. So we all thought 2012, many people, at least I did, I thought 2012 was going to be this big shift. Yeah. And I did have a profound awakening in 2012. It's the awakening that calls me to leave my marriage and leave an 11 year corporate career. So basically I just had this feeling inside. I had been watching Oprah with my wife at the time. And there was an episode about essentially about intuition when you have this feeling that something's wrong inside. Yeah. And I woke up that next morning and I could just not shake this feeling that something was wrong. And I was supposed to put on my suit and tie and go to work and do mm. the thing. Um, and I just said, screw this. I just, I went to my tools, my shamanic tools, and I got out the medicines and I just said, God, show me the truth. Like, mm. who am I? Like, what is this? And that day, April 24th, 2012 was the day that I told my wife that I'm gay and that we need to separate. Wow. And it was also the day that she knew, she knew this was going to happen. Yeah. She knew, she knew, she knew when our first yeah. date, she asked me if I was gay. And I said, no, because I, as you'll understand, as you'll own, learn in a moment, I had no, yeah. I was completely identified as, as heterosexual because yeah. of, I did not understand that I was abused early, early mm -hmm. in life. So we got married, was amazing. We were married for almost seven years. Um, that, so that when that began to end, so 2012 is when that began to end. I left almost overnight. I left my corporate career and I left um, my marriage mm. to follow my shamanic call. So I've been working with my shaman and I had this call to go to Bali. So I went and studied yoga. I went to Peru after that. And I sat and did a pilgrimage over several years. I've been to Peru many, many times um, and I've worked with many different teachers. So essentially what came to the surface was like, Okay. The first thing that, that, that was, I was disrupted when I was disrupted in 2012, I was like, okay, you're not who you think you are and you yep. need to leave this marriage yep. and you need to leave this job because none of it's who you are. Mm. So it, it began a seven night dark night of the soul from me. Yeah. Essentially, you know, I'm literally just now coming out of that dark night Yeah. because so in 2012, I left to, to, to answer the question, am I gay? If this is what I think I figured out, is this the truth? And why am I just now figuring this out? Yeah. So as I went deeper, I, I started having memories of early childhood sexual abuse. Which you right? probably just blacked out and just. You, you, oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. Completely. Yeah, to protect yourself. Because protect it yourself. was that horrible. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So only through the use of some very powerful plant medicines, which mm. completely completely suspend the ego and they, it just opens yeah, yeah. the emotional yeah. body for yeah. everything to open. Yeah. That's when I started to re-experience the traumatic mm -hmm. stuff. And I've literally spent thousands of hours moving that out of my system. Yeah. Now, not everybody has this kind of thing, but I came into this world to slay something <laughs> so I could harvest power from that. Um, and in that process, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I, I had a, um, a client a couple of years ago who'd experienced satanic abuse and she went mm -hmm. through something similar where she didn't even realize what yeah, happened until she started having flashbacks a few years ago. And she's like, wow, like, how could I not? Because the, the, the ego, the psyche, whatever you want to call it, is so powerful that it will protect anything dark, like really protect you from going there until you're ready to go there. 
Yeah. And like you said, with the plant medicine that helped get rid of any inhibitions and just limitations, just allow a complete clear slate for you to be like, right, I'm ready. And here's what people aren't ready to face or realize is that your spirit chose that experience. Oh, totally. Right. Totally. And here's where people are going to argue and all these things. And, 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 and other people will be like, yeah, I totally agree. You know, it's, it's when you're, it, the thing is that when your body mm. has not processed that event of violation, yeah. you are still in the victim. Yeah. yeah. Until you go through the victim, you are not free right. from the victim. Yeah. I have worked my ass off was basically, I have subjected myself to the pain, to the rage, to the shame, mm. to the stuff that's needed to come out of my body. Cause 40 mm. years ago, this stuff mm. happened, happened when I was five years old, six years mm. old, seven years old. Yeah. So to get that stuff out of my system. And I found, this is when I found dark consciousness or disruptive consciousness. Yeah. When I started to find teachers who were talking about, okay, here are the exact energetics of this mm -hmm. shift of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. Here's what this is. These are the archetypes of consciousness. These are the core aspects of consciousness that are causing humanity suffering. And that's what needs to die. And in many ways, this is exactly what Yeshua, Jesus was trying to tell us about. And that I have since studied with him in other mm -hmm. esoteric teachings yeah, and yeah. channelings and direct communication to learn and understand what it really is to awaken the sacred heart all the elements of the father of the mother, the divine child, the Holy Trinity within mm. all of these. So for me, when I've gone through disruptive consciousness, I went through a profound awakening of Christ, the inner Christ. Mm -hmm. And also I was walking with Mary Magdalene. So I had Mary Magdalene, like hanging out with me in dreams and telling me yeah. what the body means to this yeah. and the feminine aspect of this. Yeah. And she took me through the deep wound of the sexuality so that I could come out the other side with my pure God-given sexuality, not some colonized version of what the target says is plastered by a rainbow here, choose this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. had to go through that because yeah. you can imagine the coming from a family that you know, I heard the N word, I heard yeah, yeah. the N, N word when I was a kid, we don't say any of that stuff now, but you know, there's yeah. been so much change. Like it was common to hear that word. It was common to hear different slangs of things, mm. you know, cause my family was literally from West Virginia and like, there's, there's not, uh, there was not a lot of exposure. I was, a, my brother and I were the first ones to go to college, you know, in, mm. our, in, in our, in our lineage. So the victim is something that I had to learn that is an experience and it's mm -hmm. part of that, but the victim doesn't hold any power, but the yeah. victim holds the doorway to power. Yeah. Right. So this isn't about ignoring the victim. This is not about denying the victim. It's recognizing this is an initiation yeah. into real power. And this, because when you have an experience where your power is taken from you or violated in that place, yes, your power has been quote violated in mm -hmm. some dimension, but it's an initiation and it's opportunity. And, uh, you know, it's, it, of course, it's unfortunate about how much violation does happen, yeah. but there are the experiences of children or women who've been sexually abused and then go through this path. Mm. They, what happens is they go through a fire. Yeah. They have to burn the stuff out you of their do. body. Burn, this is a purification. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's literally your awakening has yeah. been given to you. Yeah. You just have to go through it. Yeah. And that's how you come into a whole new expression of your power mm. that has, could never have existed before exactly. had you not gone through that experience, mm. right? This is not about rationalizing something that's horrible. This is like, look, you're a God. You yeah. are literally the son 
of the mother and the father. Yeah. And you understand that they want no separation between your sense of identity of who you are and the, the atonement, the, the oneness mm-hmm. with divinity. We're all here doing this together. Yeah. So there has to be at some point, there's no one's going to come save you. So I had to fully take responsibility for like, how do I, how do I find my way through this? And it was extremely painful. And I don't mean like, oh, wow, we did a couple healing Uh, sessions. I I mean, thousands of hours of personal time. Yeah. yeah. Right. To get here. Yeah. Yeah. I went through a, um, and it's worth it. (laughs) I left my, my marriage four years ago. I went through a spiritual awakening five years ago. And I was like, oh, who am I kind of thing. And then four years ago, I just, I knew that I needed to leave my marriage. But I was so petrified because it's like, I'm going to be a single parent. My daughter was three at the time. I had loads of debt. I had no savings. My job had ended. And I, everything, I tore everything down in three weeks. My mom got diagnosed with breast cancer for the second time. My job ended and I left my marriage all within the space of like three weeks. And I was like, I just need to go there. And that started the process of my own journey into my own depths uh, you know journey into my own deeply shamanic journey and then a dark night of the soul a couple of years ago where I was just like purging massive amounts of rage through us I was like where the fuck has this come from and it's just like it needed to come out and it's like we're literally curled up on the bed screaming into a pillow and just this energy coming through me it's, it, it felt like contractions it happened over like not yeah. physical contractions but spiritual energetic contractions that happened over five months and it got closer and closer and closer together did these purges until one day it's just the final one I just I just heard this little voice and it just said all I want to do is write and speak all I want to do is write and speak I was like oh my god like I've literally just been through fucking hell (laughs) just to just to hear that and I was like it's so profound and like you say you have to go into those experiences into the shittiness and really go into the darkness to find the gold. Like I always say that, you know, the, the, the shadow of the darkness is, is littered with gold and we turn, you turn shit into gold. That's alchemy, turning the shit into gold. It's, and, but you have to use the experience and the power of that experience to then elevate your consciousness and take yourself to, to a higher place of, of owning who you are by reclaiming your power from the darkness. What else? There, there, this stuff is not linear, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and this is a great queer conversation too. So we, you know, part of what we're, we want we want to talk about today is the queer conversation and the gay conversation. Um, I the the process for me has been challenging to navigate because it's not been linear. I'm like, okay, I'm figuring out who I am in my 30s. And then later I figure out what really happened to me as a kid. And I don't really understand who I am. And then I literally start going through my puberty. I start going through puberty again because my voice changed and my sexuality mm-hmm. changed in my late thirties. So there was a weird experience. Right. And plus you, I, I went, when I left my corporate job, I bartended in gay bars as part-time. Like that's how I came out. How I came out was like, I was living in Baltimore at the time. So well, put me in the community. Like I want to be in the community. So mm-hmm. I went, I forged an application to get a job bartending. I'd never bartended a day in my life. So I forged and I got it and I was cute, of course. So I got, <laughs> I got a job bartending with, you know, like at a disco. Yeah. It was one of the most amazing experiences ever. I worked on and off over years. It was, you know, Friday, Saturday night. We worked till 4am. It was so much fucking fun. Here I am 
I literally like take off my suit after leaving corporate and this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I filmed a music video, too, like a dance in a music video too. That like the, one of the days that I, like the day I left my corporate job, it was like this big, big, big coming out. So coming out for me was like, so <clears throat> it was, mm. and then it was like all these shoes dropped after that. Mm. <laughs> like I loved coming out and I loved being out and being who I am. And then well, here's the thing. When I first came out, like, I had already been on this spiritual journey. Yeah. Like I had already been through seminary. I was already a reverend. I was already a minister. I was already an interfaith minister. I had already went through shamanic training. So I was already blessed as a shamanic healer. I had done all this tantra training and like embodiment trauma stuff. So I like, you know, I was a full on wizard healer. Hmm. And, and when I, I got into the gay community, <laughs> Here I was, here I was, I'm like a baby. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, you guys, like, oh my God. You know, I feel like a baby in the gay community, but I started, to, but there was this contrast because I'm so spiritually, um, we'll just say like uh, evolved and awake, if you will. And, but I could see things where I, why, where I was perhaps more evolved, if you would say. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, what's going on in this community? I'm like, oh my God. So my passion is the, is, was always the feminine. So mm. my, the awakenings that happened with my, my former partner, we were, we both had goddess awakenings at the same mm. time. So you have this like closeted That's gay really man cool. and this yeah. woman yeah. who like start working with the plants. And then we have these goddess awakenings and we're wow. discovering the goddess in ourselves and like yeah. going through these cathartic expressions. So there's a light goddess and then there's the dark goddess where yeah. this super erotic, like just every, basically you melt into being Friction. fucked by the universe. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah the destruction too, but you yeah. melt into being fucked by the universe that started to awaken in me. And it was like, okay, the goddess is awakening me in a male, in a male, this is confusing. Mm. So I had all of that. And I was going to Peru and studying with like indigenous teachers and bringing forward the divine feminine wisdom. So I had this contrast here. I'm in the gay community. I'm like, I'm a baby. I've never dated anyone. I've, I've like only had gay sex since I was a child. Like it was, I felt like such an emotional mm -hmm. child, but what I quickly learned and saw was you know, the, the wounding of the feminine as well. So, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of women are doing their work. It's, we have the same thing that's actually within the gay community. You have a false representation. It's not a false, you have a distorted representation Social, of the feminine. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And this isn't across the board, not at all. Some of the most beautiful, powerful, visionary people I've ever spoken to are drag queens mm -hmm. who understand who they are. You know, they understand their God in drag. They understand this whole juxtaposition of masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. I learned so much by being, in that community, but I also had to follow my truth and follow my path. Mm. And that was mostly, it was around voice because I started to, as I was going through my healing, my voice was changing. And then here I was, I was sitting in um, ayahuasca ceremony, playing like songs, right. As a, as a shaman. Mm. And I started to discover a new voice. And so with the medicine and the, the consciousness work, I started to strip my voice of ego and I learned that you could strip your voice of shadow and ego and these distortions. Yeah. And since what's birthed out of that is I, I've essentially distilled a map of consciousness so you can hear and understand what power sounds like mm. when you are in your truth and your power and it's yeah. cleanly expressed yeah. and what shadow yes. sounds like when you're like not sure of your power and you're in your yeah. truth and what should I do? And like all this kind of energy yeah. and you're just not in your truth and you're not in the truth of who you are. And you don't even know like what really the truth is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's important and, to say as well. Didn't, I think you've said before that your voice is now different to what it used to be because you've really gone 
into oh the God. depths. So like you I've have completely a very, you have a very powerful, it's a very captivating voice. It's very, it's, it's a strong voice, but you went through the stage of really having to own that voice because that's not your, that was not the voice that you had before, was it? No. Well, I grew up in West Virginia. So I grew up with like where it was all you know, hillbilly talk all the time. Yeah. But here's the thing. If you understand voice, the insides of voice, if you understand the chakra system, the voice and how all these get compressed, when you've got trauma inside, mm. that completely calcifies your diaphragm, which is your voice. Mm. It will also, it can calcify the womb, which is your sacral, which is where yeah. your creativity and sexuality yeah. comes from. And yeah. why I, I literally teach, I help people unleash their womb voice. Yeah. Essentially that's most of the work is like, they're not actually singing or speaking from their womb, which is sexual mm. sexuality. So when people hear me, they either get triggered or super activated because they can mm. hear my sexuality, the same, which yeah. is my power. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, it either can receive it or you can't. So yeah. the womb voice, the whole point was me is like, I, as an artist, as a speaker, as everything, I wanted my voice. Mm. I was like that. My voice is my power. My voice is my identity. So as I was stripping the parts of me that weren't me, basically purging homophobia mm. and incest rape out of my body, that's when I, that's when the spirit was able to move through. Right. So there's a lot purged, of stuff. As, as you purge all that, your voice became stronger and more oh, oh yeah. defined. Yeah, yeah. Because the voice, yeah. the voice, your body is the voice. Yeah. Every muscle fiber, the way the bones are structured, how much emotional baggage you're still holding in certain centers, all of these affect your timber, your tone, and the, the energy of your sound, the energy of your voice, which means what are you actually saying despite the words? Yeah. Right. And that's where I take people to is a very naked place with their voice because the voice is your identity. Mm. There is no hiding from the sonic truth that comes through your voice. Yeah. And when I help people bring that awareness in, like I teach people can go, we'll have plugs and things in here, but you can watch a video I have called the seven stages of sonic okay. ascension. And this is to ascend the voice it's to ascend your identity of voice. So the voice does change. And the first stage in that is tonal awareness where you're becoming aware of your tone and what that energy implies and where you're speaking from, like where, where is the authority coming from? Where is that place in your being? Yeah. Because we have seven centers of authority in each from the root to the crown. And they each speak a voice. They each have a voice of authority and that voice of authority. So it's a, it's a composition. The whole thing makes up your entire voice from root to crown. And when, if the root or the sacral or the heart are in distortion, yeah. they're all, their, their voice of authority is not in alignment. It's not in truth. That comes through in the voice. Yeah. That comes through in the voice. It's why it's like, I, people that are voice actors or, or actors have, um, they have the ability to understand this better because they've trained in voice. They've trained in understanding this, but if you watch TV, like I, if you watch television, you can understand this. If you just listen to what drama sounds like versus, you know, what the news sounds like versus what comedy sounds like, when you hear these things, mm -hmm. you can begin to hear what is true and what is not yeah. and what archetypal energies are coming through. Like what is that? What's the energy coming through? Who is that that's speaking? Who's yeah. actually coming through? What are you actually saying behind the voice? Yeah. And that's how I found my way home. So when I first came out, I had a gay voice. Now, did I, you like, have a gay I reached voice for the gay you, voice. You felt that you had to adopt that. Like, oh, I've come out yeah. now. So now I have to be like, oh, hi guys. Kind of yes. thing. Yes. Well, here's, it was two things, two things. So I told you I was going through like puberty, right? So, yeah. which means I had a lot of unprocessed sexuality 
that never, it was basically sitting in my womb. Mm. So I had my, my, my sexuality that had been sitting there for decades that I had never processed it. That's mm-hmm. what the stomach is, is your processing center. So yeah. I'd never actually processed. So I had all my power locked up in my womb, mm. which felt like a blockage, but it's basically all, all my power there. So as I started to unleash that, basically I started to connect with my inner eight-year-old, my inner nine-year-old, my inner 11-year-old, my inner 12-year-old, my inner 19-year-old, mm. my inner 21-year-old who never got to explore in college, all these things. And they all had different tones. Mm because they all had a different Experience. and they all needed to express. Yeah. yeah. They all needed to be like, Oh my God, is this my voice? Oh my God, you guys, I think I really found my voice. <laughs> and I, so, and part of that's like, part of those expressions are true when they come yeah. through me. Right. It's not that I don't, I don't ever, I don't repress any gayness out of my voice. Yeah. I'm looking for the truth. Yeah. And it comes from my cock and it comes from my womb. So I've had to mm. clear this stuff out of the tissues and the energy centers so I can actually feel so there's no numbness in those places I'm like oh I can feel my cock which means I can speak from my cock which Mm. means I can speak from my god-given sexuality and from your alpha masculine yes yes yeah so I yeah I did I explored with it and it, it was more comfortable too when I was around when I was specifically with other other sisters or like in in the gay community I would kind of lean towards that mm. but there is the there is the communal gay voice and the communal mm. gay voice is like this magnetic thing that people fall into and it's beautiful in a way it has it's extremely beautiful because it's a place where everybody can go this is who we are yeah and we can collectively when the thing is that they actually are celebrating a tone yeah they're celebrating their gay tone and it's beautiful it's fucking beautiful okay i'm not here to deconstruct oh, no 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 but the thing is this is what I'm here to do, honey. I can't not hear what God has told me how to hear. Mm. I, I hear the energy of consciousness. It's what I do. Islamic shaman. So I can hear in your voice, how you're creating your own drama. I can mm. hear in your voice, how you're recreating your own suffering. Mm. I can hear in your voice, how you're not taking responsibility for this situation that is yours and only yours mm. and how you can get out of it. Right? So all of those changes, the tone, right? So there is like that communal gay thing, which I had to pull out of, but I also recognize it's not just about wanting to be different or not be part of a tribe. It's about finding my individuality and my, like who God made me to be my voice, my authentic voice, my power. I had to pull out of that so I could hear my truth. I could hear Mm -hmm. my soul. I could hear my spirit. And not just that, I had to hear all the distortions, like all the parts of me that are not me. And through a process of sonic alchemy, Mm. Through, through changing the tone of my inner voices from disempowerment yeah. to power. Yeah. That's been the whole journey of coming home to my voice. And that's what I teach people. And this is what Jesus has taught me. This is what mm. Yeshua has taught me. This is what the Christ path has taught me. Everything is voice. Everything is your identity. When you go to do something, it comes from what? A voice inside. When you go to create something, it comes from what? A voice inside. When you decide yes or no on this thing that's in front of you, yeah. it comes from a voice inside. Yeah. And if you don't stop to say like, who is that voice? Because there's a zillion of them. And is that voice true? Is that voice serving me? Is Where is it actually coming from? Is it coming from here? Yeah. Is the voice actually coming from a pain in my shoulder from a yeah. long time ago? Is the voice coming from something in my back uh-huh. that I just won't yeah. let go with this yeah. shit? Yeah. Or is it actually coming from my fully aligned, mm. fully God in the body? This is who I am. 
This is who I know who I am in my root. This is what I know. I, this is what I feel. This is my truth. That's in my sexuality. This is what I desire. This is what I have a taste for. And I don't care what anybody fucking thinks. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I am here to do. This is what I want to do. This is what I will to do. And I don't need anybody's approval. This is what I feel. I care about this. This is what matters to me. I don't care how much it fucking costs. This is what I'm going to create. This is what I love. He is who I love. I, that is what I love. I don't give a fuck. Mm. My voice is one with God's voice. My voice is this asonic explosion of truth that needs to come onto this planet. My vision is perfect. My vision is one with what God needs me to see in this moment. Mm. I see everything that there is to see, and I don't see anything that is not for me. When I'm ready to see what I need to see, it is revealed to me. I'm here receiving the Christ itself. I'm here receiving the wisdom that God wants to pour into me. So I'm constantly charging myself with these nuggets of truth because our reality has been so infiltrated with fear through the voice. Yeah. And through the shadow. When when you just like go after you've listened to me, I'm just speaking to the audience now, go listen to anything and hear the different tones. Mm. There's so much sonic manipulation and I'm not trying to spin a conspiracy. What I'm telling you is that our human voice, we have been told, taught, wrongly how to use the human voice oh, it's all an illusion. and this is what i'm here to teach yeah. people yeah is that the human voice it's not just how do you use the human it's so deep it's literally this there's a five-year-old child standing in front of me mm. and that child is about to express something to me for the very first time that they've never expressed to anyone else and how i respond in that moment will define whether or not this beautiful part of their soul their god-given spirit is going to blossom or they're going to have to repair that in 30 years Mm. with the tone of my voice in this moment yeah be very careful with the tone that you're about to speak so all of this you know of course we accumulate these things it's always about coming back to this innocence for me it's the inner yeah, my triangles here. It's the Holy Trinity, right? Yeah, it's the Sonic right. Trinity. Yeah. Because within us, every one of us has the potential to really embody the, the illuminated masculine, the true feminine, which mm. is truly dark, mm. right? and the divine child, mm. right? So the inner child it's gets initiated. Yeah. The inner child must be initiated. And all of those gets brought out of the child nature. Mm. So when parents talk to kids and kids' voices, great. Now you're teaching them how to stay in child consciousness, right? The child needs to be shown that it's a fucking king, that it's an emperor. And you put that child's gifts and beauty on the throne right next to the king and queen. Yeah. So there's always, that's what the Holy Trinity is. God is three parts, masculine, feminine, divine child. So I always come back to these because those are the tones that must, the master voice in an individual is when your masculine, your feminine, and the divine child are coming through in a trinity of sound. I love that. When you have fully yeah. embraced all of them, when there's no, when you fully, when they're all in, in unison. Mm. So there's, this is essentially what I'm doing is translating the most basic of the Christ teachings. You know, God, mm. the voice, God is yeah. voice. Yeah. When, we, when we surrender who we are to the voice for love, which is the voice for love for us, which means the voice for love for our gifts into the world. Mm. And that voice for love isn't the love and light that we've been told. It's what it needs to be. Like Mm. when a father comes and says, enough is enough. We do not do that here. Mm. This is how it will be. That is his love coming through and his ferocious truth. Mm. 
And so we are learning how to reparent ourselves, get the fuck, get the fuck over how, however, our parents may Mm. have fucked this up because the truth is all your gold is right there. If you're willing to look at it, Mm. all of it, all of your power, the serpent, you know, all of your power there. Yeah. And I can relate to that as, as, as a parent myself, I've seen my daughter seven now, and it's, it's been a journey obviously when, you know, I left my marriage four years ago, became a single mom and I've had, I, I have to catch myself at times when I hear something coming through that was said to me by my parents and like, no, I'm I'm not going to speak to her like that. Obviously I don't want to, because I understand the power of words. Like, when, when, when people say, oh, don't be so stupid to a child, I'm like, do you know how much fucking damage you're mm-hmm. doing to that child by referring to them as stupid? Yeah. It's, 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 it's bullshit. But people, people repeat unconsciously and consciously the, 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 the programming from their own parents and from their grandparents, not the ancestral programming, without realizing how powerful their voice is. Mm-hmm. And the the tone and the words and the intention yeah. behind their voice, yeah. And how much? What's that going to cost that child in the future to unfuck themselves from every ounce of bullshit and illusion and trauma or whatever abuse, whatever it is that's been done to them? Because I like for me with my voice, I I wouldn't speak up on stuff, and I was quiet, and I like. My daughter, I joke, is 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 the child that I should have been. Like she's a complete fucking rebel, even at seven. She's just like she just owns it. She just doesn't care. And obviously, I'm a rebel myself. I'm like, okay, we're two rebels together. But you know, it's 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 finding my voice. And I went through a stage of when I first started going through my awakening and I start my business and everything was really finding who am I. And I've been through. A full journey to to claim that power now because I was so scared of my power and what I can do to people because mm. I I tear people apart and I burn shit down in people's lives and that's a very I'm very honored now to be that person that is the catalyst for others and to be the person that's going to tear you a new asshole basically as I mm. burn shit down but I couldn't own that when I first started awakening because that's like, that's some disruptive shit right there. And I was like, oh, pe- people won't like me. And it was something that I had to really own in myself. And I, I had an experience a couple of years ago. I was having a nap and just near that stage where you're just waking up, but you're still slightly asleep. And I, I heard my higher self and she was like, scared the fucking shit out of me. She's like, she's like, just do it but like really powerful and deep I was like okay (laughs) she's just like this real powerful like very powerful truth that came through her but that wasn't something that I was ready to own back then and it's Mm -hmm. been that process of not being apologetic for who I am and not um yeah not 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 being apologetic for what I say to people which is very disruptive but as clients have said to me like I will I will tear them in two, but always from a place of love, always from a place of love, because I know what it takes to speak that truth to somebody and for them to feel that within themselves. And the tone is everything, the truth, the words, everything. I use sound alchemy myself and it's, it takes a strong person to be prepared to go into their darkness and be like, right, how do I sound? What, what am I speaking? Like, am I just keeping myself in the same shitty position or am I willing 
to to go there and it's even like the the contracts that we have with ourselves where we say i'm gonna do this and then we don't it's like that's that's powerful because when you speak it what i don't know if it was abracadabra i don't know is i speak therefore Mm -hmm. i am or whatever it's yeah you're speaking that that magic abracadabra yeah Mm -hmm. um I was just being really present. I was, I had a thought in mind. Then I said, I'm just going to release this because I'm going to be really present. But I, where I think I want to go is um, <laughs> you were talking about like when you have, um, mm, okay, this is, this is the thought. It was like, it was kind of thought form that was trying to come through. And now here Let it comes out. Let it out. You were mentioning how you were trying to figure out like, okay, Am I going to be accepted? You know, mm, if I say what I'm going to say, been a right? big thing for me. this is like the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, look yeah. at this. Like, okay. Just, if you just take a step back like, and just look at the world and look at people that have come forward with their voices, mm. right? Just certain people. I specifically, I study a lot of film, cinema, TV, these char- characters that we can literally develop and, and, and show. And when you look at these characters, not even just characters, I mean, even someone like a prince or like an Elvis, or, you know, even I'm talking about iconic level individuals. It doesn't matter if musician, right? It's visited me. These people move on their own rhythm. It's it's like, I always found it so fascinating when I would find someone who literally wasn't, they literally were doing whatever they wanted. Mm. It's like someone winded up something in their back, like tick, 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 and they're just doing their own thing. Yeah. They literally, they don't stop to make sure something's okay. They don't stop to make sure there's this approval. It's like they're on their own. It's like, they're literally living in their own song. It's just moving yeah. around. I was, yeah. you know, so I became obsessed and was studying these people for years. Like how do you, what makes this how, and what I, essentially what I learned was I wasn't able to be inside my body because of all the unprocessed emotions and trauma. I wasn't able to be inside my body because I'm a natural empath Mm. and because nobody taught me about that. So all I did as a kid was basically take on everyone's shit because I felt responsible because it was, no one showed me how to use my superpower early. So it turned against me. Right. So later when I started to get all that shit out of my body, I was like, Oh, I can actually be inside my body Mm. all the time. And it's, there's a whole world of things that's happening in here. So I started to navigate and move. I'm like, Oh, I get it. This is, so I started to, to break down. This is what it means to be sovereign. Mm. When I, that's the thing I saw in other people. When I saw Prince, when I saw these people, I'm like, they just move on their own rhythm mm. and they're, it's called sovereignty. They're yeah. unhooked from this consciousness that we call the tribe. Yeah. They do not even, it's like, so it's so routed within their fashion network and yeah. their neuro, their neurology and their, their physiology, the thought systems, it moves on a different pace because mm-hmm. they don't need to think about they're literally in service of genius yeah which is their god approval or anything yes. like that it's like this is like when, I am, yes what i'm gonna do yeah yes yeah. yes yeah. yes they're literally in service of their genius so i became obsessed I was like what do we need to do to figure that out so for me it was a body it was a body path it was like a lot of yoga i've done a lot of yoga a lot of body work a lot of work with different plant medicines to, to basically decalcify the shadow emotion stuck in the body to find my way to that place but this is what we're doing. The disruption is unhooking collectively from the tribe mm. while also recognizing how important it is for us to unhook so that we can actually be of service to the tribe. Yes. yes. <laughs> right. And so in order for Alashina to 
self-actualize, which means I serve me the most and I serve the the creation the most. Yeah. Yeah. I had to unhook from everything gay. Yeah. I had to unhook from how my voice, I had to literally stop identifying as gay. Mm. And I think we talked about this before, but there, I, what I realized is there's a tone of gay that I was saying no to, mm. but there was a tone of what in my mind, when I would say I'm gay and my whole being would be like, what, whatever that energy is, it's no, it was to the colonized version of gay that currently is evolving yeah. and being promoted, you know, throughout the entire world. Mm. Right. It's like, you know, it's the, the gay liberation. Yeah. You get to drink, you know, rainbow colored vodka kind of thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, whatever it's, there's, it, the, we, I think the reason you actually booked this and was because I made a post, I made a pretty, <laughs> I've got it here. I, I wanted to read it. That's, you want to read it. Okay. Yeah, you can yeah. read it after this <laughs> because it's, I had to unhook from the tone of the collective gay to find my authentic gay. Yeah. 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 There was a tone of what gay was in the world that never was true to me. And I couldn't find and embrace my truth until I said no to it. Yeah. Until I yeah. said, fuck that, that is okay. not who yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. And then come to the truth of who I am. You want to read it? I did. Yeah. That's, I was finding it before we got on this call. So mm. this is like, because you'd been in my mind to, to interview <laughs> you anyway, because obviously I've wanted to, to bring interviews to um, my movement really for, for a while now. But again, I wasn't owning it. I was like, who are you to say that? And so I've had to like dive into that part of me, like, fuck it. I, I just want to do this shit. And then you posted this as like, right, there's my little sign. Cause you're already in my mind. You're already in my frequency and everything. I was like, right, I'm going to just ask him. So you posted this. Um, do I prefer you men? You'd read the baby just the beginning. Yeah. Know. You read the whole thing. Yeah. I'll read, I'll read, I'll cut a little bit out, but it said, do I prefer men? Yes. Am I part of the emasculated gender colonized gay paradigm that completely bypasses the genius of gay and paints men in paints gay queer men into a psychological box that needs therapy to become who they truly are? No. And then you said um, you're about bypassing the new age bullshit. You've got given gay illuminated genius, but you said it was a, I saw a gay life coach post the other day about how our pain is one of the hardest to face. Shut the fuck up and take off your tiara. <laughs> your very problem is thinking your pain is greater or more special than anyone else's. It's just a symptom, a sign that one is lost in the cult of self-help and perpetually refusing to face their true genius lurking in the shadows. Anyways, I don't identify as gay, but I am through and through. And I just love that because it's so... Like we then got chatting about victim consciousness and everything because who are you to define your pain as greater than another? It's like for me, the, the way I see the world and consciousness and who we are as spiritual beings is that we choose our very existence and you can choose to either have a hissy fit and a tantrum about that. I didn't choose this. I didn't choose this. I didn't choose to have that. I was like, you fucking did. So own it. Because the, the experiences that we go through are the very experiences that act as a catalyst, if you choose yeah. it to be that, the catalyst for your growth. So you experience rape as a kid or incest or you, you're abused or you've had an alcoholic dad or you lost a child and you've been through grief. You chose every fucking experience. So own, own it, own it. Because when you own it, you find the power in the shadow in the darkness and that's like my whole message is 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went through an experience growing up where, you know, the house was chaotic. It was, you know, abusive, I suppose, like the, 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 the relationship, the dynamic between my parents. Like even now, if I hear a loud noise, I get triggered by it because it, like, the, the house was so was so noisy and all this fear and everything. And I went on to then develop like eating disorder and depression and bulimia and all sorts of stuff. And and then I went through an abusive marriage, toxic relationships, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it was like, I'm not sorry for any of those experiences because they made me who the fuck I am today. And I had to understand a couple of years ago that I had trauma. I was like, what do you mean I have trauma and PTSD? Like, I've not been in a war zone. I've not been raped or anything like that. But it was trauma from my childhood of like the... Not feeling safe. Yeah. So then taking on like as an empath, taking on other people's problems and not feeling safe enough to voice my concerns and my beliefs and who I am because I was too busy in survival mode, which then impacted on my finances and all, all sorts of shit. But your experience is never in vain, ever. And you can either stay in that victim mindset or why would I have chosen this shit to happen to me? Because you fucking did. You fucking chose it at a soul level. It's like, right, what's going to be a great, great big fucking catalyst for you? Oh, yeah, let, let, let's do this. And you have to go through the shit in order to find the truth, in order to find the light, in order to find the gold by going through the shit. But most people won't do that. And they sit in that victim consciousness of, oh, this, this shit happened to me and my life is crap, blah, blah, blah. Or I never got, I never got a chance of whatever. It's like, no, quit being a little bitch about it. Like own the experience because the gold is always, always in the experience. Always. I think the reason I really wrote that post, well, there was part of it was me really coming to acceptance. That post Mm. was for me. It's fascinating. Like, you know, I, I post a lot on social media around my, my business or voice and, and voice transformations. But I posted that, it got crazy, like it got, you know, got really great responses. I was like, this is disruptive. I'm basically giving the finger to the gay community. Yeah, yeah. And the majority, you know, it was overwhelming, loving response. Like I had probably, you know, dozens of of gay men or other gay people share it um, in support because what we're really, I'm really pointing to is everybody is going through a deconstruction of their identity. Yeah. Right. And what I'm calling out is the gay identity that in and of itself creates suffering. And there's, Mm -hmm. there is a way out of it. Right. And the truth is that the other reason I wrote it is because it was me saying, fuck whatever the world thinks gay is Mm. because I am fucking huge Mm. and I will not stand in this box and be labeled this because of what I'm about to do in the world with how I'm changing sound and Mm -hmm. voice and and my music, Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to allow gay to any, be a thing, right? I'm not going to be the guy who's like, make his whole story out of like, I came out and, you know, I overcome, I mm-hmm. overcame these things. Look at me and now I'm gay yeah. and happy. No, I'm going to show you that I'm a God mm. is what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you that gay is for gods. Mm. Really should have been the subtitle of that post. Because I was trying to tell gay men, stop this whole, I mean, That's, here's the, dis- yeah. here's the grand disruption for this entire conversation. We can even still keep talking about healing. We can still keep even talking about trauma. We can still talk about that. Or we can say, I'm done and I want to create and I just want to shift and I want to move. 
And for what I'm trying to say in that post is to gay men, queer men, queer people, is you have a God-given queer genius because you're literally two spirits in one body, a masculine and a feminine. Yeah. You are two humans in one being. You have superpowers mm. and they're not defined by whatever this, this tribe yeah. yeah, this, you know, this ima- emasculated, over-colonized tribe is that is yeah. that is said, go to therapy and, you know, go to the gym and yeah. get a boyfriend and maybe adopt a child. Yeah. Like it's, 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 it's like, do you understand that who your very existence is, is a complete contradiction to what everybody understands, which means you have a different understanding of consciousness, period. Mm. So where the fuck are all the gay men blowing up consciousness? Because I'm the only fucking one that in my sphere that is touching this conversation so where the fuck are the gay men who are supposed to be so fucking illuminated because you got a masculine feminine goddess living inside of you and you've got a divine masculine warrior living inside of you where the fuck are you guys like i'm the only one standing here and i'm looking for someone else to go come on we can do this too because i i feel like such a baby you know i'm bitching right now but i feel like such a baby because I don't have long-term male relationship experience. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of experience navigating. What is it like to be with a gay, gay man who is also dealing with his stuff from, you know, whatever past relationship he stuff Mm -hmm. and carrying all the gay stuff into this conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I've wanted to say no to and clear out until the right caliber of individual who's unhooked from that can show up in my field. Yeah. Right. So I've done all the inner work. So I'm not trying to find what I want on the outside. I'm married to me. Yeah. I'm my number one lover. Yeah. Like if I don't enjoy by being fucked by the universe by myself, then why Mm. am I going to bring somebody else into this conversation? Yeah. You know, like it's a lot to manage me. It's taken me until my forties to understand how to parent myself, Mm. how to honor the child that's within me. It's taken a lot. Right. Yeah. So gay men, there's so much potential. I mean, even in the past hundreds of years, if you look at history, gay men have always been either CEOs, we've been spiritual advisors, we've been the great artists or inventors, we've always the Picassos, you know, we've Mm -hmm. always been there in some degree, but there's so much more potential now. I mean, if you take all the barriers down, it doesn't matter. Like who's the guy Pete that's running for president. I don't know his last Pete Dickerson or something, but here's a guy. If he's, if you, he's a gay guy, you wouldn't know it because he just looks like an average, you know, like a younger politician, but his views are so fucking on point. Mm. Right. And he's getting a lot of traction because it's a gay guy, but he's not, he's not, he's not standing on a gay platform. Uh, He just happens to be gay but yeah. when you listen to him you're like where it like put this guy on make him yeah. important yeah, let yeah. this guy make decisions for the yeah. planet because there's, yeah. no there's no ego he simply yeah. sees what's happening with women he sees the past is what's happened he sees everything and it's like this is how we come to a solution you're like these are level-headed individuals that understand the masculine wound that understand the feminine wound and can build a bridge. That's, I think Mm. that's what I said. I'm like, we are bridge builders, bitches. We are bridge builders. What else did I say? He said, because it was a long post. I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll just read it all. Um, He said, like all therapy, in 2012, Dr. Dr. Alan Downs released what many consider to be the gay book the gay Bible of healing, spurring a mm. self-help movement that still happens today in weekly meetups. The yeah, the velvet velvet rage. Rage. Mm. Like all therapy paradigms, the goal here is to tame the rage and pain of growing up in a straight man's world. Yeah. The preface above should really tip you off. 
as it's mm-hmm. setting you up with a false disempowered story, a total mm-hmm. illusion. The idea that gay bi men need to find their place peacefully within a straight man's world is the very definition of emasculation. Yes. Bypass the new age bullshit. Yes. Go straight to your God-given gay illuminated genius because every single issue that stands before you is simply a signal from your genius call, genius calling you to wake the fuck up. Yeah. Then you went and say gay men virtually have two spirits living within them, a dominant masculine and a submissive feminine. We are not here to be therapized. Therapy? Therapized. That's how I would say it. Yeah, yeah. We are fucking visionaries. We are artists, celebrities, performers, screenwriters, and leaders. Too much overemphasis on our pride when what we should really be touting is the pride of our true power, of our voices, the pride in our creative genius, the pride in our jaw-dropping masculinity, the pride in the ways we understand and and embody the true feminine, the pride in knowing that the impeccable compassion we give ourselves first is the most potent weapon we have to unifying humanity to a new heart-centered worldview. We are the bridge builders bitches. We don't need to sit around and fix ourselves. We have medicine for the entire fucking world, the medicine to bridge the creative gaps from this shit show to the next leap in our collective panel potential. Yes, get your head out of your ass. Isolation breeds more self-loathing. I fucking love that. It's just like the fact that you you talk about being the bridge builders because you've got both energies that you can work with. It's it's that's powerful because not you know people don't see themselves like that. Like here's the thing. Gay men don't understand they have this vision. No, exactly. Like they do, they do. They're like, oh, cool, but they don't. No, they don't under. And I first learned this actually from Eckhart Tolle, mm. because when I was going, when I read Power of Now, and I think everybody reads Power of Now when they like first wake up, right? And for some mm. reason, I feel like Power of Now is like <laughs> comes into your I Amazon inbox. Read it only because I was given the book many, many years ago, oh, a you, long time oh, before my awakening. And I was like, oh my god, this is like really deep. But I keep meaning to get it on Audible because I think it would. I would digest it a lot. Better. I don't think it's as relevant now. Honestly, no. it's not energetically sound. Oh, I won't waste my time, man. <laughs> no, but there, but so anyway, in Eckhart Tolle, one thing he used to say was gay, gay pen, because he would talk about depression and how hard that is. And he would he said that gay individuals have a predisposed advantage in awakening mm. because they're already outside the tribe. Yeah, they're already outside okay. the tribe. They're yeah. already different. And yeah. because of the masculine and feminine. So, if, and I was, when I was, I hadn't even quite, I was reading that before I was even questioning my sexuality. Mm. Right. So yes. I mean, now that you, when you're on the inside of this yeah. and when you've done the deeper inner work, when you've let yourself unhook from the colonized conversation mm. to realize you're, you're not just some, you know, some booby prize, mm. that <laughs> you are actually an extremely gifted, gifted and dare yeah. I say special individual without yeah. inflating your ego, but you need to inflate ego at the right place yeah. because honey, otherwise you're not expressing your truth and yeah. your power. Like, I just think we're at a time now with there's the open your eyes. There's literally so much we could change. Yeah. Right? And that's so why I, you, people like you and I are here as change agents and disruptors to bring, like you said, where are the gay men speaking up on yeah, you know, about being bridges that there aren't like you're leading that just as like I'm I mean, there's so the- many places so yeah, many exactly. places to be the bridge yeah. so yeah. many places I mean in politics I mean talk about the huge bridge that needs to be built there because what do we have we have a red and a blue 
which is the same thing. Same when in the you wake, UK and it's wake up, show here wake as up. Well. No, it's like this. You wake up and you have a masculine and a feminine and they yeah. don't fucking get along. Uh, and the stories they have of why they don't like each other are deep. Mm. And you got to go through that. Mm. Listen to all the fucking things he's saying about what he wants to create. Listen to all the things about that she's saying that mm-hmm. she hasn't got to create. You know, because gay men have to do that within themselves first mm-hmm. to come to self-actualization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing yeah. that you're doing with the entire planet, mm. right? It's the same in BIPOC communities. They're going through this, taking responsibility yeah. for their own shit and yeah. saying, we're not going to take this anymore in their own boundaries mm. and do their own inner healing work and stop projecting that. The same thing. Everybody is doing this in their own yeah. little pockets. Yeah. But we first got to wake up and recognize this first. And the first thing to do you know, sexuality is such a huge piece. And look, you can go on grinder. You can do all the, you can do whatever the fuck you want with your sexuality and your body and you can do whatever the fuck you want. But I'm telling you, when you wake up to the energy that you are, you don't do that shit. You just don't mm. because your energy just will not. Okay. It's the same, like and, when you're mentioning about sexuality and like grinder and everything, it's the same with, well, with any community, whether, you know, the gay, straight, bi, unicorn, try whatever, whatever you want to identify as. It's like, and this is something I want to talk about on another on another video. Is the whole like um, porn addiction and the toxicity of getting people addicted to porn and the the, the toxic masculinity that comes from men believing that this is what sex is meant to be like and that disempowerment. I I mean, that's a whole of a whole of a subject right there, but just you know, the, the whole thing around casual sex as well that you know sex is a sacred container it's mm. a sacred union between be, between two people so this when is, like, this is this is an interesting conversation especially for especially for gay men you well know, yeah because of promiscuity and all that that casualness and everything is just <clears throat> it's a spiritual question mm. it's literally like when before i understood who i was i was like okay i'm this body Right. And so you have you have your sense of value and identity based on on this body Mm. in this in this world. Right. Until you wake up and realize who you are, which Mm. no one can do that for you. No one can make you realize in this moment Mm. that you are literally the embodiment of the offspring of the divine Mm. in this moment. Like that's literally who you are. Mm. You are literally the son, daughter of God. Until you wake up and realize that on your own, well, you we're won't all change consciousness. And I you won't change your behavior. Like, yeah, you won't, yeah. Until you recognize that, because I could go, I can go. I don't have a grinder profile right now, but I can go on grinder and I can look and I can be aroused, and I might find an experience I want. But the 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 opportunity for whatever that's going to happen is so narrow for me mm. because it's not based on what anything that's on the, in that profile at all. It's going to be an inner knowing that I know when I hear your voice or I see your energy, boom, I don't need to, mm. I, I need nothing else. Mm. I don't care if you're like long walks on the beach. I don't care how long your dick is. I don't care if you're a top or a bottom. Cause all of that is a role playing too. Mm. I don't care about any of that. I don't need to know that stuff. I know in an instant based on instantaneous energy, yeah. boom, done. And yeah. that's the place that gay men have the ability to get to. That's their God-given intuition their God-given knowing, you know, that's operating from spirit. Yeah. But, so I studied with Andrew Harvey um, for many years when I was going through seminary, Andrew Harvey is a gay mystic. He's got a lot of beautiful books out. He's, he's still alive. He's one of the last gay mystics on the planet who's still actually giving voice to the importance mm-hmm. of being a gay man and spirituality. But he has a whole talk on the, 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 the crisis of gay, gay spirituality 
and that Tantra is essentially the solution. So it's just, mm-hmm. he's like, look, here we have gay men who don't understand that they're the living embodiment of the divine feminine. They don't understand how to bring that into their sexual relationships. So you have these lower frequency sexual encounters and relationships yeah. that are happening when the truth is to fully activate a gay man, like he's there need, that needs to be, ha- that needs to be both be on board to fully mm. activate the gay man. The divine feminine must be like, yeah, I exist. And the, the presence of the divine masculine must be there to mm. arouse her and erect her. Yeah. And that first happens actually within the one individual. So that whole thing of the divine feminine and the divine masculine of the masculine feminine, that first happens in me before I would submit or dominate to another man. Mm. There are energetics of the inner masculine feminine that come into play. So for a man to dominate or submit, all of that has to do with being in communication and in submission to your true energy, Mm. right? So that's the inner marriage that must happen first. The inner marriage must be worked out. No, that journey must be taken so that the energy is clean so that you can actually have these beautiful, deep, like spiritual experiences. So I used to do nude male to male massage for men. Mm. Is when I discovered this. This was probably like three, four years ago. And I would just massage them, right? And we renewed. And there was no, there was no sexual uh, services. This was purely um, erotic touch and, yeah. and massage. Yeah. And the experience that these men would have just from my touch taught me. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not, a, I'm not just like an average gay man. Like, I just really, like, there's something going on. <laughs> obviously because of my spiritual work, whatever this is, there's something going on here. So these men would have out of body, ecstatic, cathartic experiences by me putting my hands Mm -hmm. on them. Right. So that's, that's the awakening that's happening. And I not quite sure how all this will happen, but um, there is so much opportunity for men to, to come into a deeper, deeper sacred union with themselves, Mm. like a sacred relationship with themselves, right? I'm not here to push any morals on you, like what you do with your sex, how you share your sex. Mm. It's not about that. It's about you, honey. It's about Mm. you. Like, are you actually realizing the truth of who you are and you getting seen and loved as Mm. that? Are you getting the love and are you able to give the love? There's so many, there's two big blockages, two big wounds with men is they're giving and receiving the love. So Gay men need a fucking ton of love, a lot, a lot of love. They need a lot of affection, whether or not they've gotten it. If they're, if they're like backlogged, they truthfully, their entire being, their body and their being wants a lot of love. They want it from feminine platonic sources. Like they want it from the woman in her platonic sources. Yeah. They also want it from men who aren't going to try to suck their cock, mm. you know? And that's another issue. It's like kind of challenging, can be challenging to find, but that's your responsibility to create those, create those boundaries and understand those things. But men need that. And they need to be able to give like this. They need to be able to give men are such these, especially gay men are such profound lovers because there's the masculine and the feminine weaving their way through. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm never a person that's like top bottom. Are you kidding me? Like I'm fluid. My desires mm. change. Mm. So as long as I'm in touch with that, then I can communicate that and being in touch with another lover who can also shift in that dynamic. That's what the, that's what the union is. It's like, yeah. I don't have to tell you this. I'm shifting into this and our, our spirits literally begin to trust each other. Yeah, yeah. 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 So the Tantra, the Tantra is a, is a loaded word, but the conversation mm. of bringing the sacred into the sexual mm. is what will heal the gay community and wake them up to their fullest mm. potential. I love that. And I think the same goes for like straight men as well. It's like there's, 
yeah, there's a lot of toxic, and I'm not going to get on the whole bandwagon of toxic masculinity, but there is. Yeah, we can avoid that. It's it's there's so there, that there's a very wounded masculine there who feels that he needs to be dominant towards a woman or aggressive or dominant towards. Yeah, and I don't even see a wounded masculine. I see a feminine longing to express how the exactly. truth how she needs to yeah, express. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I look at all of this. I look at the men. I look at the yeah. women. I'm like, we're healing the fucking feminine. All right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, shut up and do your work and stop judging each other for like yeah. how we got to do this. Yeah. And we're all healing the feminine within ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. the truth is. When we heal the feminine, which is essentially the shadow, when we heal the wounded shadow ego yeah. part of ourselves, yeah. the math, the, the true strong masculine, they both, they just, it flows cleanly yeah. through us. We don't have to fix the masculine. The masculine is pure consciousness. That's perfect, right? Mm. We want the masculine to flood our entire being and mm. we got to clear out our shadow and our shit so that it can come through clearly. So we can be the mouthpiece of yeah. God. I agree. One question I've got that, that that's been like going around in my head at the moment yes. is why do um, like we spoke before about the whole needing to be part of a community and feel like that part of the, like that gay community. But why do you feel that it is that so many people like celebrities, people in the public eye need to be like, I'm now coming out from my perspective. I just think I don't give a fuck what anyone's sexuality is like. I don't say, oh, I'm coming out of straight. Hi guys, I'm coming out of straight. Like, why is there such an emphasis on somebody needing to come out? Why does a celebrity, a footballer, a politician, a singer, an artist, an actor have to say, I'm coming out now. And then there's a whole big spread of them in like a newspaper, something like this person's now come out as gay. Why does that matter? Like, do you feel like that's coming again from like a victim consciousness or do you feel like that's an empowering position to come from? <laughs> It depends how you split it. Mm. I mean, I could sit here and say, oh, that's because the colonization needs to know who you are. So you've mm. got to come out and declare to the world that you're this different part of us. You know, I could say, you know, we, we shouldn't even need it because everybody's just who they are. But exactly. the other point of it yeah. true is the truth is we live in this world mm. and coming out is extremely liberating for the yeah. individual. Yeah. Right? Why people do it at a celebrity level. Who knows, man? I mean, who really, really knows? Mm. And really. It could be a publicity thing. It could be, yeah. I mean, it could be a zillion different yeah. things. Who really knows <clears throat> this? I mean, I've thought about this too. Cause so when my music comes out and I'm actually known when I first, when I actually launched that and do that <laughs> and people are like wondering who is this like super sexy, erotic, playful man. Oh my God, is like he gay? Shaman. And how yeah. is that going to yeah. impact how people receive? Like I've went through all of that stuff. I had to go, I've had to, I've had to wrestle with the, is gay basically going to crush my credibility, my genius? Are people going to hear and see my genius? I've had to go through a lot of that, but it's, this is, this whole journey is about identity. Is it not? Mm. This it whole thing is about yeah. identity. Who am I? Mm. You know, is Jesus coming to save us? Who will I be when Jesus comes back? Mm. <laughs> you know, like, well, honey, he's, he's here all the time. Whenever you, exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Can we stop with the outer Christ teachings and realize yeah. that there is only the inner Christ teachings yeah. only ever? And I get which that. Well, imply the outer Christ creature, which I'm implies not, how you behave to other yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not religious in the slightest, but going through my own spiritual awakening, I have to start becoming comfortable with saying the word God and mm -hmm. Christ because I am not religious. I don't believe in mm -hmm. like the Bible or any of that. I was christened as a kid, but obviously I didn't go to church or anything. But I mean, I've had Jesus visit me in dreams. I've had Mary Magdalene come to me with astral travels, that kind of stuff. And it's, 
but I, I really struggled with the whole saying the word God, because I don't believe in the concepts of what we're programmed to believe. Obviously we're, we're, I believe in source we're, and we are all yeah. God and we are yeah. all God con- consciousness living through the human, the human vessel. But that's taken me a while to be able to like, be okay with saying that without somebody thinking, oh, I should talk about religion here. I'm not, you know, we are all God. We are all gods and goddesses. And when people start to own that about themselves, it can shift your entire reality and your entire identity by owning the fact that we are all gods and goddesses. Mm. Yes, it's it's a big identity game. Mm. And honestly, that's really where play, I mean, so, we've talked a lot about healing and stuff today and I'll, I'll speak a little, I will mention a little bit about people that I'd work with. Um, so, yeah. So, if you want to mention that, cause obviously your thing is yeah, so coming into my, yeah. yeah, yeah. Coming into my voice, coming into my queer voice has been a big part of my journey. So I do have, I do have a program product, whatever you want to call it called queer voice and it uh, V O Y C E. But so I do work with queer individuals and finding their voice. I more so work with queer individuals who are also artists, Mm. Um, whether it means your, your art is healing, your art is music, your art is whatever it is, or if you're a voice artist, but I tend to, I, these days I'm working more and more with individuals who have, they have a big vision and a creative expression. You know, there's, they, they literally want to change the world, Mm. you know? And I say that I used to never say these kinds of things, but this is the God journey. At some point you're just like, Oh, I now have the magic and I can actually do things with this. Mm. So I'm looking for individuals who I can actually help make large impacts that ripple out. So, you know, I've been working with women who healers and helping them descend to their true voice. So Mm. this is essentially I'm helping people find their signature tone, their Mm -hmm. signature voice, whether it's working through stuff that's in the body, but we're going to their true voice and the voice has magic and power. So I'm helping each one find their individuated magic and their individuated power in that. Part of that is commanding reality. Like literally when you get into a specific tone, when you are fully in your power, you can begin to command your reality. So that manifestation is part of the work that I help people understand and, and leverage, but it's also your voice because it's your brand voice. So if your mm-hmm. voice is your brand, for example, if you get on podcasts or you speak, if your voice does not live up to your brand, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And this actually <laughs> happens everywhere. If I flip on, you know, if I just flip on my Facebook feed and go to like anybody's running who did a live stream today and go to listen in, and go to be like, okay, you're selling embodiment in goddess embodiment, or you're selling whatever. But I listen to your voice. And your voice is that oh, and your voice is not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's all kinds of other stuff. Basically, you're in shame yeah. about the thing you're selling. I'm like, you are literally blind to the fact that you're screwing yourself right now. Because mm. <laughs> your voice does not live up to your brand. And some people will not notice it, no. right? But people who are actually awake and intelligent, more and more people are. Mm you know, that's the discord. There's a discord in that. Distortion, right? and, yeah. and people, part of it is like, you know, let's, we want to actually buy from people who are telling the truth, but this is about being the living transmission of your work. Mm. 
This is about being the living transmission of your work. Yeah. This is literally what Jesus talked yeah. about. Yeah. That's why when people sat in front of Jesus, they received healings, mm. not just because he spoke in parables and they could understand, but because of the frequencies and tones through which he allowed yeah. Yeah. God to speak and embody yeah. through him. Yeah. He was the medium for the father yeah, yeah. And, the, and the mother. So yeah. he enabled his voice to be the sonic embodiment yeah. of that truth. Yeah. That's why he could speak in parables and it did not matter because the transmission was coming through his embodiment and his Love voice, that. period, done. Yeah. And so I'm helping other, this, I have one client now is amazing. She's, she's like a human design, gene keys, badass, find your power and your voice healer. Mm. And she's now working with women where they're, coming into their signature and I call it their signature tone, but it's their God voice. Mm. They're dropping into their primal sensual God voice. And their reality is like immediately shifting. So they're able to just call in a dream job, call in a dream client. All of a sudden, the way they're speaking to their partners in their relationship is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Their children are not misbehaving or mm. speaking back at them. There's respect in the household. And that's Boundaries. all from the voice and owning. Yes. Phone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Literally from what shifted in your voice. Mm. So when people just, that's all I do is I help people get an intimacy with the energy of their voice. Mm. That's it. And I teach them the archetypes of sonic consciousness. So I teach them, basically I give them a map. Mm. Like, this is what shame and fear, this is what illusion sounds like. This is what fear yeah. sounds like. This is what doubt sounds like. You know, when all of these things, when you can hear this, and then when you can see and hear what the voices of power and truth sound like, mm. I teach them how to basically encode themselves. So they go through each of the centers where our sound and our voice and our power comes from the root and the, these places and they go through and they, they move out any distortions and then they seed new truths mm. they seed new truths which acts as like these little sonic portals that open them up into new truths so they are basically imprinting the tr the divine power that they wish to express from these centers that come through and so if they're working with music there's ways that i'll help them find harmonies ways that i'll they'll encode their system to to bring forward new angelic harmonies or new harmonies that shift the heart consciousness so mm -hmm. if you're a speaker or a singer and you're looking to shift the heart consciousness. I can teach you how to do that with your voice mm -hmm. more so than you already are because you understand that. already. So I'm just teaching you the finer ways, you know, to bring the intention yeah. of what you're bringing through in through voice. So, um, I love where, you know, it's time for new queer icons, you know, it's time yeah. for new queer voices. It's yeah. time for these new visionary voices to come forward and say, we're going to shift reality with sound, yeah. with our voices, yeah. with our music, yeah. intentionally encoded yeah. music. We're going to change the world now. This is what we're doing. Yeah, so I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I, I mean, I, I, I use, well, something I have to own in myself is that I use sound alchemy myself and I didn't even mm -hmm. realize that I did. Mm -hmm. And you know, my motto is truth is medicine. My medicine to you, to the world is my truth. And my truth is the ability to tear you a new asshole or give you freedom. It's like you, you, you choose how it comes across. But I used to think, oh, I need to say it like this, or I need to do this or whatever. It's like, no, it's the truth. It's the tone. It's how I deliver it to people. And yeah, I've had people have like, you know, so much healing go through their body where they've just just from listening to my voice yeah. but that took me a while to understand oh it's not necessarily what i say 
but it's the tone and it's the intention behind yeah. it and be able to deliver that. So like I've had clients where they've come to me for, I don't know, healing, whatever thing. And then they've gone on to heal something completely different because my voice has gone mm-hmm. to wherever it needs to go. I say that like, I'm like the glitch in somebody's energy. Like I find the crack and I blow it up. And I do that through my truth, whether it's through my presence or the tone or just the energy. It's like the voice is so powerful. And I've I've had to, yeah, I've had lots of issues around my throat chakra a lot. I've got hypothyroidism. It's something that I wanted to heal myself. You know, that's all from like other lifetimes of not speaking up on stuff. But like I can hear like family members or friends where I was like, <clears throat> with their throat all the time like you need to let your voice out and they're always like just with that like that crackle or constantly like clearing their throat it's like what do you want to say that is blocked in your throat chakra right now because you're not allowing yourself to speak with truth to yourself yeah there's so much opportunity now I mean if you just think like your sonic environment I kind of live in this living breathing where I'm always sound i'm always conscious of the sound that's around me mm. you know, coming coming through me mm. and so can you imagine like i mean can you imagine a world where the voice the, the voices that were allowed to speak on news mm. to speak in our major like delivery outlets radio and these things like you had to be certified Yes. In a particular, in, so that your voice met particular standards that it did not yeah. induce fear, that your voice yeah. had to, could not carry, and people would analyze it, you could not carry these frequencies of fear. It has to come clean. Mm. It has to come, you know, compassionate. So though, imagine actors being trained in this. You can you imagine a world where, not, not that all of a sudden there's no drama on TV, but you can create the thing between a good actor and a bad actor. Why is it so like rewarding to watch a particular actress in a really emotional, particular expression and you love it, but Mm. to watch a a poor actor express it and it's cringy, Mm. right? Because of the tone. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the tone. Like they've always because of the tone. that, That energy of, of what it is that we're trying to convey. Yeah. And people, when it's cringy, it's because they're causing more harm to themselves Mm. in that process Mm. instead of cleanly expressing, even if it is rage. Mm. So I can imagine, you know, and can imagine musicians and like all of this can imagine like music and entertainment, all of a sudden we're conscious of the effect of sound and frequency. Mm. I mean, this is ultimately my grand vision for life. Yeah. You know, I, I have, art and music that I'll bring this through my, you know, I play rock music. So that's, that's like shamanic glam rock music. That's one vision of bringing that through. But I also, you know, I am moving back to LA shortly. And so I'll be extending my work out into Hollywood. So there's lots of different celebrities and things that I'll be working with um, and other and training specific voice actors on this. My vision for it is, is big. I love it. Opportunity. It's like, I just remember, being a kid, like, you know, children, they get sat in front of television and that's how they're taught to behave mm. through the, through the tone, you know, yeah. of voices yeah. they're taught, like, this is how I respond to being upset. Oh, this is how I respond to getting my power back. You know? So there's, there's so much opportunity for the voice, but I think what I'd really just want to kind of share is like the voice is literally my, it's, it's my baby and it's my mm. passion. You know, there's besides my whole moral view of how I think voice should be used. 
uh, there is a lot of opportunity for voice to make impact in the world. And those are the people that excite me the most when they show up in my inbox, mm. when they already like yourself, you've already had this inner knowing of like sound alchemy, you know, of mm. the inner tone. And then to have that inner knowing and then have a vision for how that can impact the world. That's what really excites me. Mm. Well, for me, it's been about owning the fact that I am a disruptor and I am here to, to, to make massive, massive waves in the world through who I am and what I can bring to people. But there's always the shame there and a fear of, that, of rejection and the shame of, oh, you know, maybe people won't like me or maybe they'll hate me or think I'm a fucking bitch for what I've said because I, I go to the depths of somebody and I just, I'm not here for like surface level shit. I'll go to the root. And if I need to call out the root by being really disruptive and really brutal, my truth is brutal. Then that's what I do because that's how I love on somebody is by being fucking brutal because you need to hear that because so many people are just being conditioned to accept something that's mediocre or not. Oh, you can't say that. or that's too offensive to that person. It's no, you need to be brutal in order to understand the truth. Truth is painful. And it gets to be, it gets to be amazing or it gets to be really fucking painful if you're not willing to hear it and, and work with it. It's like and the truth is liberating. The pain it's very is very liberating. Is, yeah. The pain yeah. Is, is, is just simply the, the pain is pointing to, to uh, <laughs> resistance that needs yeah, to yeah, that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. We all have this inside of it. Just... Brilliant. I've absolutely loved chatting to you. Obviously, we've gone off on so many different tangents and everything, mm-hmm. but Alishina Jaguar, I'll say Jaguar, you know, my, anyway, nice, but thank you. Lightning, it's been absolutely awesome. Obviously, I will link um, a few things below, like, you know, links to your work, uh, links to the guy that you said, was it Andrew? No, the, the guy that you mentioned. Oh, the, yeah, uh, I'll send you. Yeah, yeah, send Harvey me the links up that, that below. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you mentioned then... about the, the video as well that you recorded. That's yeah, you can, so all of that you can find through. Uh, look for the, there's a face, the best place to go is my Facebook group. It's called Voice Magic. And that's V-O-Y-C-E. Um, is it? Is I it? have it. No, I have it so you can find, because I don't okay, want to. Okay, you can find it. So I have it so you can search. It's Voice M-A-G-I-K. But if you search Voice Magic, it's the only one that you'll find there. But yeah, you can, my Facebook page, voicemagic.com should be up shortly. There's a whole new, I have a whole new place. The spelling of that is alternative too, but but the best place is just go find me on Facebook yeah. and get in my Facebook group. Yeah. And I'll link all those details below. Awesome. Thank you so much. And yes. this has been disruptive consciousness where truth is medicine. Freedom is the revolution and disruption is the currency. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Disruptive Consciousness with Leanne Juliet. Thanks for your time today. Disruptive Consciousness is a pioneering movement in service to seekers of freedom, truth, and self-evolution. If Disruptive Consciousness speaks to you deeply within, then please check out the Mystery School at disruptiveconsciousness.com, where you can find a multitude of ways to connect further with Leanne Juliet through cosmic containers, classes, webinars, courses, one-to-one opportunities and much more there's also the opportunity to join the mystery school for free with some bonus content for new students disruptive consciousness is also on youtube please see the links in the show notes to subscribe to the channel and join the community 
For more details about Leanne Juliet and her work, visit leannejuliet.com. Destructive consciousness, where truth is medicine, freedom is the revolution, and disruption is the currency.